Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Hello, beloveds. Happy Wednesday, my favorite day of the week for podcasting because it's Ask Riley Day. Um, hey, if you guys are new around here, hello. I am Riley, your podcast host for Really Riley Podcast. Um, this is my little corner of the world where I always like to keep it very real. I like to keep it very honest, raw. The goal of this podcast is connecting with you guys maybe giving you a little inspiration and maybe sometimes making you go, what the fuck did that girl just say? And hopefully a little bit of laughter, maybe some tears in between. So Ask Riley, a lot of you guys already know this, but if you don't, that is something that I started when I was in terrestrial radio that because of the fact that I have gone through about every single broken road you can to get to the space that I wanted to be in life, that I still want to be in life, that I'm still growing to be in life. um, I've just basically messed up a lot or maybe not messed up, but just gone through twists and turns. And I like to share all that. And I don't hold anything back when I do. So we used to do this thing. It was just like, just ask me anything. And it's pretty simple. But some of the ways that I've connected with you guys over it have just been amazing. And hopefully you guys leave this segment that I do every Wednesday on uh, Really Riley um, with a little bit of knowledge, insight, hope, laughter, who knows? So I always put this on social to have you guys ask me whatever questions you want at Riley Couture, if you have any, or uh, reallyreallypodcast at gmail.com. And I just go through the Instagram. Sometimes you guys email me or DM me ideas. So please don't stop doing that. So I did get one this week, someone asking me about Puerto Rico, because I am a proud Latina. Um, that's where my family is from. I was born here, obviously, but you know, everybody up until me and my sister's kids was full-blooded Puerto Rican. Um, but 
I think that's a blog post I want to do because I want to want to like tag certain excursions and places and things you could go to versus just talking about it. So I will do that at reallyreallypodcast.com. But until then, let's get into the questions that you asked for today because you guys never fail to give me the good stuff. Um, Oh, speaking of which, I've been trying to learn Spanish. I'm practicing on my app daily. Is there any advice? Okay, so admittedly so, I don't fluently speak Spanish. I know it's been a thing. It's been a contingency for me and a lot of people throughout my life. People have been real rude and have been like, oh, you're not a real Latina because you don't speak the language. Like I understand a little bit more than I speak, especially when I'm around my family, you know, because there's a lot of Spanglish going on. Um, But they always say to truly be fluent in another language, you have to think in that language that you're speaking. Me and my ADHD don't get along with that. Uh, (laughs) But they say to put the books away after a while and just be around people that speak the language, because that's how you will learn it best. A lot of people that I used to work with, like in the service industry, because full disclosure, I've worked in just about all different kinds of restaurants, except for the high end ones. But like, you know, all different, like, you know, fast food restaurants where like a lot of my friends or a lot of my colleagues spoke Spanish. And there was more that I picked up there just being around like minded people and people of my own age at the time that, you know, just spoke lingo in the way that I would if it was, I guess, English. So yes, the apps are great. But I feel like you should get around people that speak the language if possible. And a lot of people say you want to learn language, watch Telemundo, like watch Hispanic movies, watch Hispanic, like, you know, just programs because it's sort of like, I used to always say like learning math, math and I just don't get along. I can remember a song from when I was like six years old. I can remember it, like all these lyrics. I might not have heard a song for 15 years, but I can remember it. And I remember saying like, if math problems were set to music, holy shit, I'd have been a whiz at it. So maybe it's the same thing with like television programs and scripts. Honestly, like I have been wanting to fluently speak Spanish forever. And, you know, I have Rosetta Stone. It's in the box. Like I've been wanting to do the apps as well. But it's about finding the time. I know. Like every, you make time for what you want to. And that is something that is definitely on my bucket list. So I hope that helps a little bit. Um. Somebody else said, did you enjoy snow as a kid? My favorite memory is after sledding, having Campbell soup. Oh, that's so cute. So first of all, I grew up in Florida, so I knew nothing of snow. I saw snow like once or twice. Um, my stepfather growing up um, was from Milwaukee and we went there like twice and I loved it. But like I, that was about it until I was 25 years old and moved from Florida to Michigan in February. Yeah, that was a culture shock. Like I haven't like, like actually been tested for it. I was tested for it, but then like somebody in the office got COVID and never went back for like the follow-up procedures. But I think I have what's like a mild case of like Raynaud's phenomenon or something like that, that it's like where I get really cold very, very easily. Like I turn blue sometimes in like 60 degree weather. Um, so snow and me didn't always get along. It, sm- it snowed a little bit when I was in Memphis and Nashville and some in Atlanta, but never like Michigan. And there's more snow here than any other state that I've been in. But it, like, as y'all know, if you live in Maryland or ever have known anybody that lives in Maryland, Maryland's weather is bitchy. 
it's very up and down. It's never predictable. So snow isn't always a thing. I do love snow now. Like having snow and having kids around is a lot different because, oh my God, do I hate the whole car seats and jackets things. And then there's the whole thing of like, you have to take them out of the jackets when you get in the car because it's not safe. And like winter and the boots and all the things like today. Um, and I, I want to get to the tease that I put on my Instagram about hitting the damn jackpot lottery at Marshall's today. Felt like a fucking super mom, but I'll get to that in just a minute. So I took the kiddos out. It was a snow day and they were off of school uh, not for snow days, but like my son Lyric has like Martin Luther King day. And then there was two days after that, that were no school days. I don't really know why. Um, Cause I only had one day off growing up for Martin Luther King day. Maybe it's changed and forgive me if I didn't know that my, please don't at me. Um, but I was kind of frazzled because today was a day that, you know, usually we have our nanny here so that I can do podcast stuff. I can go for meetings. I can, you know, get doctor's appointments, things done like that. Um, and obviously we wanted her to be safe and like her car just wasn't going to make it here, which we're like, I'm like, please, of course, stay home, be safe. We'll see you tomorrow. Um, so it was an unexpected snow day for the boys. Now, my husband was very prepared like last week or whenever he got it, he got them snow outfits like these little jumpers I didn't know anything my Florida fam you don't know nothing about this like you know the snow suits that you have to like get into like long johns I guess and he got him snow boots which is great hats we already had everything except for the fucking gloves and god bless him you know because he remembered everything else but Lyric had snow gloves like the ones that aren't just the mittens that the snow goes through in five seconds again Florida girl um but Malin didn't my little two-year-old who's going to be three next month. That's <laughs> I don't want it to happen. Um, but Lyric was good. Malin, on the other hand, it was literally like wrestling a baby alligator to get them into this gear. Like, you know, the Ralphie from Christmas story or his little brother. Malin was literally like that. He does not want to be in this. He was screaming, kicking. And it's one of those moments as a parent where you're like, I know if I just get him in this damn thing, he's going to have fun. And there was screaming, like he's in his hitting phase. So he like, that boy, oh my God, he's got his mom's right hook. Cause he will just, oh, he will just wail on you if there's something you're trying to make him do that he doesn't want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's me and a baby. That's what I get for naming him strong little warrior. That's what Malin means. Um, But I finally get them in their gear. Everybody's sweating by the time we get it together. I'm trying to put together this damn little sled that was just, I needed a wrench and I didn't have time to go get a wrench because Malin would have freaked out. I had a window of like five minutes to get these damn kids in the snow before there was a complete meltdown. So we get them out there and all I had was these little like mittens that don't have the fingers on them. So of course Malin's freaking out because he doesn't like the fact that he can't see his fingers. But then he sees Brabra, which is what we call Lyric, running around the snow. Everything's so pretty. They're doing snow angels, cutest Instagramable moment ever. But then I look over at my poor little baby and I'm like, your fingers are turning like white and I don't want to see them turn blue. So it's like, okay, do you want to go get a donut? Because donut is Malin's Achilles heel. And he was not having it. He was so mad he's hitting me oh so I get him inside I get all that gear off and of course lyrics bummed out because he's been waiting for snow for like two years he lo- he obsesses over snow even though he's like my little island baby because he loves the beach that's the Puerto Rican in him loves him some snow so I felt like epic fail on mom part and I was just frazzled so then I happened to look on our neighborhood Facebook page 
Apparently I'm that person now. Never thought I would be that domesticated. But there were actual people in our neighborhood saying like, hey, do you guys have any old like snowsuits or gloves or whatever? Because you know, nobody trusts the weather. They're like, oh yeah, it's going to dump snow on us. Because they said that was going to do that around Christmas time. We got like a dusting. But they were asking if anybody could borrow any because they're like all of the gloves, all of the things are just, you know, sold out and the weather is, you know, stopping all the shipments and Amazon, it usually takes two days if you're lucky because now it's their whole it's two days from when we get it in stock so if it says it's going to be here thursday it's probably gonna get there tuesday but i was just like okay i'm gonna manifest that i'm gonna find these i finally like marshall got home early i had some packages i had to drop off and the ups store is right next to marshall's and i'm like there's no way i, I was not even gonna try walmart i was like i know they're sold out but I was like, there's no way these like gloves are here. But I'm like, I'm just going to stop anyway. It, let's just, what can it hurt? And usually that doesn't work for me. But I was just like, okay, I am going to just try. I go in, I look at the, you know, men's section to see if they had any gloves. They had a few gloves. I was like, okay. So I spot the little baby section. And the Marshalls by us is like the kid, the boy section, especially the boy toddler section is minuscule. But I'm like, all right, I'm just going to meander over there. I look, there's a couple of mitts, the same ones he has. There's a couple of beanies. And I was like, okay. So I just happened to turn the corner and go down like the random men's clearance aisle that has like all these weird like leftover Christmas stocking stuffers and like bad smelling cologne. And I just look out the corner of my eye and I see, I was like, oh my God, those are their little baby mitts. And there are 2T to 4T. Oh my God, they're Malin size. And they were $8. What? Because even the ones on Amazon are like, freaking $17 and I'm like Jesus I don't even spend that much money on my own gloves for that and he's gonna wear them for five seconds and they were eight dollars I literally go up to the register and I was like doing a little happy dance and I was like oh score mom and this guy's looking at me like he's he sees me in there all the time but he's just like oh yeah he's like where'd you find these because I guess a lot of people have been asking I know that probably wasn't the sexiest like <laughs> that wasn't the sexiest moment for people being like, oh, wait, what'd you find at Marshall's? Thinking it's like some Patrick Ta palette for like $2. Sorry. I, I should probably report on more of the better things that I find there. But for me, that was a mom win. Just from me to you. <laughs> um, let's see what else. So yes, I do love snow now, but I didn't have those memories of kid. And I did give Lyric a leftover Christmas Santa cocoa bomb thing. So that might be our little tradition but Campbell's soup man oh with some goldfish in it tomato soup oh yes or like the double noodle like chicken noodle soup or the chicken and stars oh I'm hungry now um somebody else said oh a valentine's day gift guide for men oh I like that you know because I'm always gonna pump my uh house of w crystal intention candles because I do make a manlier scent and manlier types of you know candles so I'm gonna push that but I think I should put together like an actual guy that you could get on like Amazon or wherever because I haven't done a good one of those in a while I mean I did one for Christmas but I think I should do that one so yes I will to be determined no coming coming soon um cute Valentine's Day date ideas um so I am of the mind that I like to celebrate Valentine's Day, but I do tend to think it's a little bit of like a Hallmark holiday that I think sometimes if you don't have a Valentine or if you put too much emphasis on the date, it becomes kind of like depressing or sad or it's like this, you know, Instagram highlight reel. Like when I was in high school, it was funny. Like Valentine's Day was such a big deal in this high school that I went to where like 
showing off was a lot. Like I grew up in Seminole, Florida, very, very small town, but it was like there was middle class and then there was like rich. We were not rich. We were like lower to comfortable middle class and everybody was showing off their stuff. And if you had a boyfriend and he didn't do it up for Valentine's Day, boy, did you ever like just feel about it, which is so silly now in hindsight. But I remember one year for Valentine's Day, my boyfriend at the time, my first boyfriend ever got me like a dozen roses and the biggest damn teddy bear. It was, I'm only five foot two and a half. This thing was bigger than me. And I was carrying it around like little Miss Regina George in the school. Like I haven't really cared about Valentine's Day that much since then. But since meeting my husband, Marshall, like the very first Valentine's Day, um, which we were not together very long at all because we met January 6th. Um, he got me a ring concierge, which is one of my favorite jewelers. Um, she started on Instagram. Now she's doing jewelry for like The Bachelor and all that. But it was a necklace that I had put on my fave five that he copped and bought it for me. It was the Paris skyline. And I love it because it was in rose gold. I don't have any other really rose gold jewelry, but that, and it's one of those necklaces where it's not just the front of it. That is the skyline. It's like etched in both, like as if you put it in a cast or a mold and it was on both sides, not just flat on one side, which I love because I always tend to put my necklaces backwards. But that was like one of the biggest Valentine's like presents that he'd ever got me that we like spent lots of money on like that. Um, he for our we also went out to dinner to um vintage where we had our reception and it was so sweet because literally that was the day that I walked in there and I said I'm gonna get married here someday I didn't say it out loud but again I don't think he would have minded because literally two months later he was planning the engagement ring um but that was like the biggest we've done it and that was obviously pre-Malin when I only had one kiddo to worry about you know child care for but I don't tend to want to put too, too much emphasis on it. Like, don't get me wrong. We'll get like a nice, you know, Uber Eats dinner or we'll cook together. He'll get me flowers. Like he got me flowers this week. And I think that that's just fine for me. Like he doesn't have to get me another bouquet next month. If he does, great. Um, But I don't think that big gifts have to be given every year. And I'll get it. If you're, it's like your first Valentine's Day together, meh maybe do it up and a little bit memorable. Like I love that where we ended up having our reception is where we had like our first Valentine's day. So maybe if you're going to do a cute idea, if you're the one planning it or planting seeds for the person that's planning it, maybe if you think this person's going to be somebody that's going to be in your life for a while, or you just want to make it memorable, like start some sort of tradition that doesn't have to be like super expensive or super outlandish. Cause like I said, whenever there's too much pressure on it, like for me and my outfits, like the outfits that I used to plan for Jingle Ball, I'm going to be in front of 20,000 people. It has to be perfect. I used to always hate them, veto them, and then get something else the week later and then or the week before and then love it. I would say, um, Marshall, close your ears if you're listening. The only other cool Valentine's Day I really had besides the high school one, which really wasn't that cool, and my husband blowing it out the park, no matter how big or small it is, is I had one dude that I was barely dating, and it wasn't cool because I didn't really like him, but he found a thing of chocolates that paired with different types of wines, and then he got a wine bottle to pair with each kind of chocolate. Like, so it, that was semi-expensive, but like, you could do that idea with just like mini bottles if you wanted to, or like, if you're not a wine drinker, you could do it with beer, or you could do it with, you know, liquor. Like, again, I don't drink, but you know, you could also do like 
food pairings. And don't cancel out like Galentine Day dates ideas either. Like I, when my girlfriend Sharky was in town over, you know, like in August or something like that, we went to this really cute tea place in PA that was just random because we were cold and we wanted to warm up. And it was like the sweetest. They even had the hats. They had a whole like cute tea presentation. It was adorable in this old vintage house. And I think it was like $35 for the entire tasting with the food for both of us. So I don't think you have to spend a bunch of money or do a bunch of outlandish things. I think it's just doing something that makes you happy. Because I think that's what it is. A lot of people get a lot of bah humbug about the holidays or whatever. I think it's about making yourself happy. Like if it's a Valentine's Day or another cool date idea that I really want to do this with Marshall is going to one of like the Asian spa days. I keep seeing them all over TikTok. Everybody's heard of like King Spa. And I forget what the other one that's like King Spa. They're both in Virginia, I think. But it's like you go and you can sit in the salt rooms and you can, you know, soak in the saunas and you can get like massages if you want, which that's obviously a cute day date or a cute Valentine's Day date, but you don't really get to like converse. You're kind of just simultaneously getting rubbed on (laughs) take that however you want to but I think it's cool to do things where you can still connect and still be romantic as well like I just for me going out to dinner except for you know the first one that we went to vintage or if we went back there again because it's a tradition of ours I I don't dinner to me is just kind of okay cool Maybe you do something else where you like make dinner. This is another thing on the date bucket list that Marshall and I want to do is going to like a sushi making class. Sounds basic, but he loves sushi. And I feel like that's something where we can still flirt and converse. Like another cute thing, go axe throwing. I love this. This was one of our first date nights that we had out after Malin was born. And I love anything, anytime a moment to be like anything you can do, I can do better. (laughs) It's, I'm joking, but like anything that I can like show off with him for, cause it's like foreplay that I got like a bullseye and it was cute and it's that moment. And also if you want to play girly and be like, Oh, I, you know, teach me how to do this and bend over and show him your cute bum. Just fun stuff like that I think is really cool. Or maybe an escape room that could be super fun as well because you guys have to like work together to get out of the room. And it could also show you the good, the bad and the ugly of your partner. Maybe not that on Valentine's day, but hopefully those are some cute ideas. Um, do I listen to Elliot in the morning? Um, not currently. Like I used to be in the same building as him. Um, I, I, I know of his show. I know a little, you know, I've heard it here and there. Cause that's the thing. When you work in morning radio, you don't really listen to other people's shows unless you're like what they call scoping it for either like what your competition is, even if it's in the same building or if you're like listening for ideas or whatever. Um, but I, it's, I'm a casual listener, I guess you could say not enough to really like have an opinion therein or not. I guess. And not that you were, I don't know if you were asking or not, but yeah. Um, how should I freeze my eggs or should I freeze my eggs? I'm 31 and not planning on having kids anytime soon, but want options. Hmm. So freezing your eggs is expansive as far as I know. And it's invasive, I guess, you know, you have injections and stuff like that. However, I do think if you want kids, but you don't want them anytime soon, I would say depending on how soon, because obviously you're talking to the girl that was 39 and a half when she had her last son, um, her second child, whatever many kids you want. Uh, That's another factor too. Like how many do you want? Because at 31, you still have time. 
it's like they make you feel so old like it used to be called like a geriatric pregnancy when you had a baby at 35 which is crazy to me because I see so many people waiting till 35 36 to even think about having kids and I sometimes depending on the person and depending on where you want and to go in life that's a great idea I'm glad I didn't have kids until I was 33 because I was a mess until I was like 37 (laughs) um I'm still a mess, but I digress. But I think if you want to and you have the means to do it, do it. Like I've always said, I knew I wanted to be a mom, whether it was to one child or to three. Now I know two is just fine. No, we don't want to have a girl. Um, That ship has sailed now. Um, But if you want it and you can do it, do it. Don't ever regret not having children. Like either way, like, you know, if you want to do it because you want to do it, Great. Don't do it because the damn clock is ticking. That's not a reason to have a kid. I promise you. Because full disclosure, they don't make everything better if there's something else broken. That might be going on a different tangent, but that's like what it was for me. I always wanted to be a mom, but at the time I did it and the way I did it the first time, no, that's, it just made everything harder. Are they, my kids fucking amazing and magical at times and jerks at other times? Yes. And I would never do anything differently now, but you know, if I had the checklist where I could make life easier when I was younger, I would not have done it the way I did it. But if you want a plan and that's something you want for the option, absolutely. Because it takes the pressure off of it and could save you from a lot of turmoil later. Trust me. Give me about, what is this? 11, no, 10 years. And I'll tell you the full gamut of that one. Um, Cause lyrics eight. Uh, but I would say, yeah, like, if you were to want to do all these different things, I like, I was so glad that I met Marshall at the moment that I did or manifested him because when I first met him, I had so much pressure on it that I was like, I'm 37. Like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to give you a child of your own. I really didn't. And I was ready to do the whole IVF thing and, you know, go that route. And I, I don't, I don't know anything about IVF in terms of a personal standpoint, but I do know that it's, it's, it like it's a lot and emotionally and physically and financially it's a lot, but to have a plan and like know that you want that and then take the pressure off it. I, I would say, go for it, do it. Like you do you, nobody else could decide that for you, especially not in the journey of motherhood, nobody. So if you want to take the pressure off time, because let's face it, we're all going to run out of eggs at some point, then do it. Yes. Um, do you have a t- how, blah, 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 brain fart? Do you have a hard time getting rid of things in your house but want to keep? Yes. So I'm like a pack rat purger. I tend to hold on to things for years. Like I have this pair of Puerto Rico socks that I've had since I'm 16 years old, and I would never wear them because they're like three they're like three threads from falling apart. But I just I will not get rid of them. I have all of like these baby clothes from Lyric. He's never going to wear them again. Some of them are too old for Malin or too young for Malin to wear still now. I never would have thought I'd been a person that like would have saved the clothes. But now I'm like, shit, I'm saving these damn old Navy skinny jeans. Like they haven't changed their style in eight years. So we're going to save them for Malin because they're freaking expensive. But I do have a problem with like throwing things away. Like I have, and I'll never throw these away, but like I have so many cards from listeners over the years like amazon gift cards like you know like the card like the little gift piece of paper that comes with it that some of them don't even say who it was from it just says enjoy your gift 
and I, but I know it was from a listener. So I keep them that stuff. I will never like, I need to get around to doing the tour day, the studio and show you guys and even my house around all of the things that you guys have sent me. That stuff will never get thrown away. But like, this is so weird of me. I used to have a pocket full of receipts. This is such a pack rat thing. And I had this coat that I'd had from when I first moved to Michigan, like I talked about that I don't know where it started, but I would always shove the same receipts in my pocket, in that coat. And that coat came everywhere. And I had this just pile of receipts from gas stations, from wherever I wore that jacket and just put it in my pocket. Now I kind of wish I still had them, damn it. But it was like, I never even looked back at them, but there was something monumental about having that pile of receipts of all the places that I had been. And it got thicker and thicker. And then I finally got rid of that coat and the receipts went with it. Damn it. I wish I would have kept them. See, I have such a hard time getting rid of stuff like clothes and shoes. I've gotten a lot better at like every once and again, every like six months, I will just do a purge. I will just go into this moment. This is another fact, fun factoid about ADHD is like, you'll put things off for literally years. And then all of a sudden it has to be done now. could be like six o'clock in the morning. I'm like, I have to get rid of this out of my closet. Um, but I do sentimental things. I have really big problems with getting rid of. Like I have one baby sock of lyrics and I have tons of matching socks, but for some reason there's this one white and blue baby sock in the bottom of my sock drawer that's been there forever. And I just can't get rid of it. Like it, it's not like I'm gonna get rid of it, but I just, I leave it there too. I leave it in this for some reason. I don't know if it's super superstition that I just leave it in the place that it was. Yeah. I'm just, I'm like a weirdo, I guess. But yes, I have a problem getting rid of things, but that Marie Kondo thing a couple years ago of like, does it bring you joy still? Like, has it brought you joy in a while? That really does work. Like that happened with me with clothes because I'm the type of person that like, I know that styles are going to come back around. It always pisses me off when like a denim jacket will come back around years later or like always like the, the flare jeans or the bell bottom jeans will come back around. I have this one pair of clogs that still haunt me to this day that they were wooden on the bottom leather on top. Like, I don't know if they were vegan leather or not, but like, ah, I still dream of them because I'm like, damn it. That style is going to come back. I don't know if it has already and I missed it, but I still think of them. So definitely look at it and be like, has it brought you joy in a while? It's also like that with like uh, sentimental t-shirts. I cannot get rid of those. I sleep in them and they say, okay, we'll make a blanket out of them. No, I just, I want that ratty asshole t-shirt. I'm like that with my gym leggings too, which is weird. Like I have this one pair of leggings that they were like scalloped at the bottom. Like the hem was scalloped and they fit me so well. And that was the ones that I like made the most metamorphosis in, in terms of my fitness journey. And they're, I could never squat in them now because you see my whole butthole, but (laughs) yeah, I, I, I do have a hard time with that. Um, how do you trust Marshall to discipline, et cetera, if it's with lyrics, single mom here and I struggle with trust. Okay. So even though Marshall and I moved very, very fast, it was like kind of set early that because I had, you know, my biological father was a garbage piece of shit and that's a whole nother podcast. Um, my stepfather that raised me from the age of six to 18 was also kind of a, no, he was a garbage piece of shit as well, but he was a little bit more of a father because he was around and he taught me how to drive a car. He taught me how to swim. He bought me my first little diamond ring, but he was also, he had his own demons. Um, so me and men and control and stuff like that have not been good. 
obviously with my relationship past before him, but it was sort of like an earned trust thing that it's like, as he took on more and more roles as a father, which he really did just jump right in there from get and want to be that, um, the trust with that was acquired. Like you don't discipline my son until you are a person in his life that deserves to be that person that disciplines him. Because when he was more and more taking on the daily attributes of a dad, of a father to him, that's when the disciplinarian and disciplinarian and, and, and I swear I talk for a living. That's when the disciplinary actions on his part became more allowed, I guess you could say. Because, you know, from jump, when he wanted to meet Lyric very early on, I was like, why? Why? What's wrong with you? What's what's what what's going on here? Why do you want that so bad? And he used to always say, like, there's no me without Lyric. And he wants me and he wants, obviously, every part of me. So that was always established that, like, you're not going to be, like, number one with me until you are number one. I've told this story too, but I'll tell you again real quick that like when I first met him, I was like, you'll be number four for a while. And I was like, what? I was like, well, there's me obviously, because I have to like live to take care of my son and all that. I was like, but then there's my son who is my everything. Then there's my career who, you know, I'd worked 20 years for and it fed my son and, you know, was everything I had at the time. Um, and then there's you. So when that became different, that he became my husband or, you know, fiance first, because we were, I think we're, now we've passed that, but for a while we were fiancés longer than we were anything else, boyfriend and girlfriend or husband and wife, but been together two and married two and a half years together for five. So, um, but as the things morphed into when he was the father of my second son and when Marshall was like, Lyric was starting to call him dad before Marshall or Malin ever even came along, like that's when the disciplinary rights, I guess, came about. But that comes with proven trust, not given trust because you're dealing with another human being, but proven trust. Because, you know, I've been around people, obviously, hence my failed relationships in the past, um, failed work ugh, things that like I trusted people because I wanted to see the good in them. Not necessarily because they deserved that trust. So that trust is earned for me. You ask my opinion, you, you do you, but earned and not just given. Um, I don't have a kid of my own, but why do moms get mom guilt? Man, that is one of those seven wonders of the world that you just get. It's like being in a bad mood when you're in your period, but reverse. It's just like as a mom, whether you grow that child inside of you, whether they're a chosen child that you brought into your life through adoption or whatever vein you became a mother or a caregiver even, you always want them to have more or better than you did. And you always feel like it's never enough. Like I constantly struggle with that even now because it's like I'm launching or continuing to launch two businesses with my crystal intention candle business and you know, my podcast. And I want to be very involved and intentful. Not that I haven't always been, you know, when I was a single mom and even, you know, when I was in terrestrial radio, I'd be off the air and home by one o'clock. So it's like by the time they either got up from naps or got home from school, I'm here. But I always struggle with that. Like even right now, like I'm recording the podcast. You're going to hear this tomorrow morning, but Lyric's still up and downstairs with Marshall. Granted, 
that's wonderful and it's their bonding time, but I always feel like I'm just never doing enough, no matter how much we could do. And it's like the look of disappointment on a kid's face when you don't meet that expectation that you have or something that they really want. Oh God, it hurts like nothing else. Like, especially if they're not being bratty about it and they're genuinely just sad. Oh, it's the worst. It's the worst. And I don't know. I think it's just something genetic because we should really give ourselves a fucking break as moms. Because if you love your kid and you tell them that you love them all the time and you give them hugs or maybe you're not great with that affection, that's okay too. But if you are doing your damn best and you know, they are clean (laughs) and fed and loved and, and you know, have the basics of what they need. That's really like all you can do. I, I know I'm gonna have to tell myself that in the mirror again a couple of times in the next five minutes, but I don't know. It's something that gets ingrained in you. But I think that that mom guilt sometimes lets you know how much you love them and how much you're trying. Oh, <laughs> um, let's see. What else? What else? What else? Um, what was that all she wrote today, friends? Yes, but I think that that's a really good set of questions, y'all. Thank you for that because damn, you did real good. I like it. Um, and also, you guys, I have some new Really Riley podcast merch up. My ADHD pullover crew neck. It's actually really funny. I'm wearing it right now. Um, but that is up on the website right now. And to my We Got This Army, love you, love you, love you. I'm going to be sending you a coupon for you guys to use on the new merch that's coming out this week. I have new thank you, thank you, thank you merch that's coming out. Hats, beanies. I'm excited. I'm working on the crystal jewelry. It's just, we got <laughs> we got some things coming up that I got to keep the focus going. Because um, if they manifest the right way, holy cow, is this going to be a big one? And I'm just going to let the universe keep that one. I know a lot of you guys have messaged me like, what are you talking about? Because I hate doing that to y'all. But it's like, I like to put it out there. Like I always say, nothing is real until I say it to you guys. Even if I'm not giving you the full spectrum of what's happening, I'm still telling you guys, kind of. We'll see, hopefully. But just cross your fingers for me. And if you guys want to join the We Got This Army and get the goodies that come along with it, you can do that at reallyreallypodcast.com. If you have any Ask Rileys that you want to hit me up with, please do that at reallyreallypodcast.com. Sorry, reallyreallypodcast at gmail.com. Or you can do it on Instagrams at Riley Couture, um, Really Riley Podcast and House of W by Riley if you want to check out all the Valentine's Day goodies that I have got coming out. I've also, as per suggestion of one of my OG We Got This Army, I'm going to put out a self-love box for you guys. A couple of different like variations of it because I know Valentine's Day can be like one of those looming holidays that's not so jolly for everybody um, or not Cupid's flying out of your ass. But I still think it's important to celebrate love in general because people always ask me like, how did you heal from all of your abusive relationships and all of the trauma in your past and like find your way to Marshall? And like, how did you manifest that? And that the very fucking first thing I ever did was having to love myself more than anyone else ever had. Because once I did that, I knew it was a love that could not be taken away because that was coming from inside of me. You come into this world with you, you leave this world with you, hopefully with some lovers, you know, people that love you around you. But at the end of the day, it's you and you without anybody else. And when you love yourself harder than anyone else ever has, 
nobody can take that from you. So I think it's really important to celebrate that. And if it's the day of love on February 14th, why not? So be looking out friends. I love you. Love you. Love you. Love you longest. Thank you so much for listening. It's really Riley.